0: Welcome to our extraordinary stories podcast brought to you by the league of extraordinary women the league was started by four female entrepreneurs in melbourne australia in 2011 and are now on the fast track to worldwide domination so watch this space the purpose of our podcast series is to bring you some insights into some of the world's leading female entrepreneurs their journeys the highs the lows the key takeaways from their business adventures we like to keep it real and raw and our editing is always kept to a minimum these are real stories from extraordinary women Welcome to Our Extraordinary Stories. As always, we like to kickstart with a dose of inspiration and my quote for today is, if people are doubting how far you can go, go so far that you can't hear them anymore. And that is brought to you by Michelle Ruiz, who is president and CEO CEO I should say, of Ruiz Strategies. Our guest today is none other than Grace Lever, who is a marketing funnel specialist and educator who is very, very passionate about working with female entrepreneurs. She actually helps them create balanced and automated lifestyle businesses so that they can go and travel the world and do whatever their heart desires. So Grace's philosophy is centered on the principle of doing and she equips businesswomen to embrace good old-fashioned doing with her live doing day workshops across the country. Grace is the co-founder and director of a digital marketing agency based in Adelaide called Inbound Marketing and in the last financial year helped her clients generate, wait for it, over twenty million dollars in revenue. So we are very blessed to have Grace here today because she is a specialist in her field, and we are certainly going to be learning a lot. So welcome, Grace. Thank you so much for being with us today. We're really delighted to have you here, especially given you're a digital marketing specialist, and that's obviously a real, a really relevant topic for any entrepreneur these days. Totally. So tell us a little bit about your story and how did you get into entrepreneurship?
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, was an event manager. Was trained in a Bachelor of Business and Bachelor of Events, which. You know, these days doesn't seem to apply to much anymore um, in the small business adventure. But was doing that was in the corporate world, working 120 hour weeks, 26 hour shifts on some days, and just hating my life. Um, and realized that it wasn't conducive to well anything, but mm. particularly family or any long term sustainable Even life, sanity, sanity mm-hmm. holidays, all that kind of life stuff. So. Left that, and that was kind of my dream from the time I was nine and found that university course. So, kind of tried to figure out what next from there. So, what did that
0: feel like for you then? You had actually gone through university, you'd found and were working in your dream job. It wasn't your dream job anymore. So, how did that feel then going getting to that point because i think a lot of us have actually been yes. there and that's why we start looking for something else because yes. it didn't fulfill us like we thought it would so totally. how was that for you it's
1: very scary because i've always known what i wanted to do and then when you get to that point where kind of the next role or two rolls up from you are sort of that dream job and you see those guys lives and you don't want that you don't envy that at all and then you realize oh okay back to the drawing board um and it probably took me it took me three businesses until I found out what I was actually passionate about. So the first business was kind of a bit more obvious. It was actually an event business. My so first. So what
0: made you decide adventure. to go into business then? I mean, had you come from a, a background of? Family business, no. or did you have friends in business? No, or why business for you? Because you could have easily just gone and got another job. Totally,
1: totally. totally. Um, met a very attractive man oh. who ran a business. Say no more. Exactly. So um, met him. He ran a business, and just we just clicked in the sense that um, that sort of entrepreneurial spirit and that sort of. Um, tenacious, or I don't know what it was about the way that I operated but it, I couldn't align much with a lot of people in the corporate world. And then when I saw how he operated and how that business operated, it just excited me. And so yes, it wasn't my, the event space wasn't my kind of dream job or my dream passion but small business absolutely is. So that kind of was that next stepping stone in. So I jumped on board with that with him, um, later got married to him, but then we after we sold that first business, we realised, okay, this is what we love and this is where we're going to stay. So it was yeah. the first
0: business then with your An event He already had it? He had it, he had it. It was only
1: about... 12 months old, and it was an outdoor production company. Um, they were the largest sort of inflatable outdoor screens, the ones that you see at film festivals. and So it was that, totally random. Yeah. But, yeah, a lot of fun. What and about it excited you? The marketing and the business operations. And in those days, didn't realise what it was, but I guess creating that funnel and that exceptional experience from initial phone call of picking up the phone saying, heard about you, who are you? Building that right through to raving fans and people in the family and, you know, those referral... Basis, that whole process and automating and streamlining that and just having that control over that so was that your was role in that business yeah yeah so he from was kind of or? yes yeah from day one from day one so we had all the crew kind of appointed and all the people that actually did the events and then it was in the office it was um streamlining that because my husband's fantastic at strategy and he imported the product in and all that kind of higher level stuff but actually building and implementing and how to manage that as a human who's manual and can't manage it all that was that was my first role in small business and, and so how did exciting. you go
0: when you moved from just being in a personal relationship with your partner into working with him in such a short frame totally. of time it sounded <laughs> like it was this you fell in love really quickly yeah. and you just moved from your corporate role into business with him how did you manage that and what was that like tell us about some yeah of the bad stories yeah well <laughs> people
1: always say um you know, I I don't know how you do it. Because we do, we spend 24 hours a day yes. working together, eating together, sleeping together. You know, it just life is just all done together. So we must get on quite well because yes. well, we hope. love it. We love it. Um, but, yeah, and that's, I guess, the biggest thing for us is we have two completely different roles and completely different personalities, which so might sound boss? like it would catch. Um, I definitely say that he is. Uh, he might say that we share it. But I would say that, you know, in terms of that kind of those boss roles, like higher level overall operate like strategy I kind of leave that to him because he's just so so clever at that and he's done a lot of kind of big things in that space um and then he kind of handballs it to me and I make everything happen and manage those all those relationships and all that kind of thing so the good thing for us though two completely different skills and that's so important in whether a business partner or you know a husband a and wife partner, team really. yeah exactly so we never tread on each other's toes he cannot do what i do loves what i do respects what i do and i'm completely the same cannot stand and so bad at what he does in business but respect that he's just incredible so you're clearly at defined it. roles and respecting very very those different yeah boundaries no toe treading, yeah and we get excited, you know have you ever disagreed on
0: anything really quite um pivotal to the business
1: yeah, absolutely. Happens all the time. Yeah, and I mean, we've got other business partners involved in other ventures, and that kind of thing happens. Um, and how do you manage that? That's a great point. How do we? Um, I guess we always go back to our core focus and our core goals from day one, and we both are on the same page. That and always have been, and you need that in a business partner of any type. So is that going your why? is that what you mean? Exactly, exactly right. And so for us, and that looks different for everyone, and you need to be on board with this from day one. Um, for us, we were wanting to build a business that um, was completely lifestyle focused. So to do that, we need to be, you know, we need to be turning over seven figures, so that we, you know, we don't want the financial stresses of money and that kind of thing. But for us, we're not going to go too much further than that because we don't want the stress that, that entails. And so, you know, when we went into the um, the world of hiring local staff, we've always had a team of sort of six to eight offshore staff full time, um, and then we started hiring locally, and that just wasn't us. I I just find that really stressful personally, that that kind of area. And that just wasn't the kind of business that we wanted to build. We wanted to be able to travel a whole part of our – why we do our own business is because we love Hawaii and southern France and we want to be able to spend at least four weeks in those places every year you know, and have a business that allows us to do that. Um, we loved Adelaide Hills and we wanted to move out of the city so we wanted a business that could help us do that. I'm a homebody and I love you know being around the home and family time so we wanted to have a business that could do that. So most of the time when you go out to those principles and when you're disagreeing on something or you're not sure if this strategy is aligned, which happens all the time, going back to those principles will usually answer the questions pretty quickly.
0: So you mentioned you've got quite a robust offshore Yes. Team. yes. So tell us, how do you go about managing the remote team? Yes. And how, how do you find them in the first place? I mean totally. Do you have assistance or how do you train them remotely? Totally. Because I can imagine that would have its own set of it problems. It
1: absolutely does, yeah. So that's um, – we've probably been working with people offshore for about five years now. And at the beginning it was awful. And I think everyone kind of needs to have to go through those experiences of just
0: – Where are they based?
1: Awfulness. Um, we only work with the Philippines okay, now. We've got one in the UK and one in Canada mm-hmm. for different roles. But – um. We've got a manager there in the Philippines that manages those guys. And they're just... Because they, these guys are our sort of um, designers, developers, coders, all those sorts of hands-on things that we just don't have time to do. Um, and a bit of admin as well. And first few were just... Yeah, you just have no idea what you're doing. Just tough gig going on sort of your, your ODesk and your freelancer and those sort of so places. you sourced them yourself? Yeah, we did that. Um, we kind of kept running into... Into just issue after issue, and it was just a bit of a drag. Accountability, being able to, um, because we were hiring people in areas that we didn't know very well, like, I don't know how to code a website but we build websites every day. So we need to know how... We need to have some people that we can trust that can do an incredible job and just in terms of how long a certain project should take or, you know, the issues that might pop up, we just had no idea and we need to be able to trust someone to do that. So we are running into things like that where we were wondering about that accountability because obviously offshore you've got that problem all the time with people with not having that opportunity and also just communication. They're amazing, amazing workers, but culturally... Um, won't speak up if, if something's wrong or they've got a question. We'll always try and sort it out themselves. And even if you say, let me know if you've got any questions, they'll do it as much as they can, even if it's in the wrong direction, <laughs> before they'll ask questions. So that's always been interesting. Um, I basically just, after that first experience of a few staff members that were just too much hard work, went through about six. And then went to, um, over the period of maybe two years, went to Facebook and a few different groups I was a part of and just putting it out there and saying, guys, who's got fantastic relationships? So what
0: do you do now? Do you go through a remote, uh, an offshore agency?
1: So now, well, one of those guys back three years ago-ish referred me to someone that he was using who manages a team and they have a number of different staff. And we started working with her, just tested her out two days a week to see how that relationship was. Loved her. And then she just basically, we say we need a new person, we need to be able to do this part of our business. She sends through all the resumes, we interview them, and um, we've just been so impressed. They they train each other up. We trained her first and then she trains people as they come on, so it's just Is she incredible. still with you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, yeah.
0: So what motivates you? Day to day? What gets you up in the morning, gets you blood Ooh. flowing?
1: Um, now after this many years I love what I do I really really love it and sure there are parts of every job that you know you'd rather not do but I love the core focus of what I'm doing which which now is more exclusively working with um, female entrepreneurs trying to get their marketing off the ground. Um, so what was the journey
0: to that? Because you mentioned you yes. had the outdoor production crew. Yes. And then you sold that one, you and your husband sold it, and then you said there were two th- more businesses, two more businesses yep. before you've actually got the one that you love. And then inbound,
1: well, three more in there. Three more. Yeah. So what were
0: those?
1: So those two other businesses, like one was a, a totally random flooring company that we kind of fell into and became one of the nation's, leading no idea what we were doing (laughs) fyi um and not passionate about it all so we quickly moved out and sold that one but uh those those businesses in between another one was another kind of um agency but not focusing too much on digital and you were
0: starting these or buying and then selling all started from
1: scratch okay yeah built them up and sold them all within sort of the first one was maybe three years old by the time we sold that but all within sort of 18 months um and and we always felt this kind of um, almost shame that we didn't hold on to these businesses and run them for ten years and you know that kind of thing. But we then we kind of came to this pivotal moment where we realised what we love doing and that's building businesses.
0: And that was the, the what you were good at exactly.
1: And we don't we don't enjoy the day to day long term kind of we we love that startup phase. That's what excites us and that's where we add huge value. And we we do contracts where we just. You know, increase a business by a thousand percent, and and those kinds of stages are just really exciting to us. After that, we we'll love to hand it on to people that operationally can just, you know, manage a dream business. But does that um, mean
0: manage, handing it back to your staff or back to the client? Both. Yeah. Both. Yeah. So you um, might have some clients who actually want you to, to keep running their marketing strategy, yes. and others who want you to train their staff. On how yes, to
1: do it. and I think even that. Um. Yeah. Both both aspects of that, and even maybe maybe it's also working in one business. For me, I love the challenge of working with, gosh, we probably work with maybe 50 different businesses over the course of the year, just doing all sorts of really cool campaigns in really cool industries. That sort of thing really excites me. So we realised that with the first businesses, what we are really good at um, and what we loved the most was the digital marketing. And then we thought, hold on a second, you know, it was just naturally and organically happening that we were building up digital marketing clients. So we turned that into an agency. And then from that, I nailed down even deeper and realised, look, I'm not too fond of, you know working in huge construction projects. I love working with female entrepreneurs, so that's where that... What
0: about working with women do you love so much?
1: I get so frustrated seeing so many, you know, clever and inspirational women who are really switched on, have fantastic products and services, not building the business that they could be and just being sucked in by that small business vortex that's just, you know, all-consuming and you go in there to get sort of flexibility and freedom and you just lose your life and your sanity and your family and just sacrificing so much for these businesses, which just for me goes against the whole reason we started. So um, I kind of have always focused on the specialised doing that in my own businesses. So now working with other women and helping them just hands off the keyboard, streamline things, build a business that they're proud of, that they can, you know, have a family, have holidays, leave and and it still be ticking over. That's kind of what excites me. So that's all about bringing the leads in the front door to make it Stable and have that foundation and then automating that whole funnel after that.
0: So you work with startups a lot, which is amazing. And obviously um, we love startups. Yeah. filled with startups. (laughs) Um, Tell us, um, so when you are starting up, cash flow is going to be really tight. And so obviously you want to get bang for your buck in terms of putting the money somewhere where you know you're going to see the the rewards. So what kind of advice would you give to a startup in terms of what kind of investments should they be making up front for a digital marketing campaign? Imagine they're sort of six to 12 months in business. Yeah. They're still trying to really get their, their their I guess grounding. Yes. How much should they be investing in a campaign to actually get some
1: results? It's super hard when you don't have financial support bef- behind you. In the sense that every startup that we've worked with that th- the more they invest, the more successful they are. That's you know a pretty obvious. Um,
0: What's the absolute minimum you would say? You so I would say um,
1: if if you're unable to sort of spend. It depends how hands-on you want to be. You've got to be able to spend about 500 a month minimum on your marketing. But it's great if, you know, you go to that whole next level if you can be spending $1,000 a month on your marketing. Totally depends on the on the business and, and the industry. And it's um, it's hard in that sense. But the biggest thing for us was just learning how much you can do yourself. Even just website building these days is with all the WordPress templates that are there, like it's – it's so simple for someone who's half okay. I'm not a tech head, but I build websites all the time. Who is a tech head, really? Exactly. So it's I wish it's I was so more doable, of a tech head, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. It'll make life a bit easier, but <laughs> it's it's not too hard at the moment with with web design. Things like um, your autoresponders and the kind of spend that you have. It's just all about starting off small and working up so for example for your automation system i use infusionsoft and live and breathe it and love it use that every day but to start with if you're earning under a hundred thousand a year i'd only be using mailchimp or something that's a free get response something that's a free component um same with things like facebook ads we spend a lot of money on facebook ads these days but you can start from five dollars a day and you know just building that initial traction providing an exceptional you know customer experience and then um, the growth starts to happen after that um And if you've got any sort of industry where you can get out face-to-face, we just always, you look at our marketing results and where we're out talking to people at things like the league or or at networking events or industry events, we always find those spikes there and some really solid referrals. But yeah, it's just all about understanding that you need to absorb yourself in that online world and just know a little bit about a few different bits and pieces so that you can start testing them and and Facebook and AdWords, um, depending on your industry, if you're a searchable industry or not you can start with $5 a day. So there's no real excuse why yeah, you can't test those out. Yeah, so there's no real out. barrier. Everyone yeah. can come up with $5 a totally. day. So if
0: you're really struggling, stop having that coffee every day. Exactly. Uh, so obviously you're working with quite a few clients yes. simultaneously. Yes. How do you generate new ideas? Because a lot of this would be based on ideas that you'd be working with and tailoring specifically to each client. So how do you come up with all these new ideas to actually get the results? Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, we do a lot of strategy sessions and brainstorming with the client. A lot of the time... Um, a lot of the time, a lot of the principles are very similar in completely different industries. Mm. Things that they need to nail in terms of um, whether it might be a, a campaign looking at sort of wholesale parts of their business or joint ventures that they can do and, and bringing in those sorts of referral partners for them or whether it's um, going out to a domestic market and pushing those low, low value offers or whether it's building those business connections. So a whole range of different marketing um Principles, but for us, the product and the service itself normally has a good amount of inspiration, and then it's learning to understand the market. So every business that we work with, we and that's why we we handpick who we do, and we have a waiting list, and you know the doors are closed at the moment, um, with some exceptions. We need to know their business extremely well, and we become experts at their business, and we'll sit in meetings with them, and we'll know, you know, we'll be able to cite exactly what their competitors are doing and the exact numbers of the last campaign, and all that kind of thing, and. That's super important. So, for example, we were in um, an air conditioning, working with an air conditioning business, which for me is a tough gig to market.
0: And not very sexy. Air conditioning is not a particularly sexy industry, I wouldn't think.
1: that's tough. So, they were this nationwide air conditioning business that were really quite successful, well, yeah, successful, but hadn't even tapped into marketing. So, they could go so much higher. And it was just about getting creative and talking through with them who their client is and who their ideal client is and making them say that out loud. And so then they were tapping down and realizing that because they have this really fantastic healthy home kind of solution for mums with um, kids with allergies and asthma and all that kind of thing, which I'd never thought about with Aircon, and we built a whole strategy around that focused on you know the Grim Reaper and not a fear campaign, but there's quite a few dangers in the home that... I also didn't know about um, and use that kind of fear-based marketing to um, new mums on Facebook um, letting them know that you know there were a lot of times that these people were concerned about this and didn't know who to turn to so that we did the, um, the soft fluffy ones as well with the mums with the babies and you know the results would just stand out for those kind of fear-based campaigns that people are thinking in their heads but not actually saying out loud so that was just kind of a an example of how we tapped into, you know, knowing the market really well, getting across their market.
0: So how do, how do you feel about kind of scaring people into it, <laughs> into the
1: sale? It's just being honest. Yeah. Like, I mean, we don't you – know, I wouldn't say we scare them into the sale, but we – we point out, you know, it just turns too salesy otherwise. If you're just like, buy my air conditioner, buy my air conditioner, but if you actually stop and research these guys and understand you tap what's into the worrying emotions, them, essentially. yeah. And
0: we and so realizing, it's more, I think emotional engagement campaign completely,
1: yeah. completely. These these mums are. Uh, you know they've got all these these stresses in the home and they've got dogs and they've got you know busy roads outside a lot to think about. and yeah letting them know that there's someone there that understands that this is scary and we're here to potentially help potentially
0: also the first time mothers um, completely first time yep. mothers i think when you've had one or two or two or three you kind of yeah yeah they're fine you know, that pool gate, it's Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, and for us, it's having integrity in what we do and who exactly. we work with. Mm. We just, there's absolutely certain industries that we will not touch because we can't stand behind them. Mm. We love what this client provides. We think it's, we, you know, from all their stats and all their research, they've got all these building biologists, they're amazing at what they do. So we're happy to get on board and help people create, help So how do you homes.
0: determine whether you don't want to work with someone?
1: Um, initial strategy sessions and mm-hmm. a lot of research online. Mm-hmm. So there was one that we didn't want to work with um, because we'd heard things about their board that it wasn't an enjoyable experience for other people working with them. Um, And we were quite clear up front. They wanted us to work with them and offered us a lot of money. But we said, look, if if this particular board is involved, we don't want to be um, because no one needs that stress and people think you have to say yes to everyone but you're certainly able to say no and from that the things that happened with flow on business from people that found out about that um, just having that integrity and standing up for you know how you believe business should operate you want to have clients that know that you're the expert that love what you do respect you for what you do it's just not worth saying yes to people that make your life a nightmare and that's the biggest thing when you're desperate at the beginning you just kind of take anything yes and you do I to think a we point all experience that yeah but after that sort of after you've built up that bit of a base it's it's yeah one of the best moves we made in learning to say no well
0: that's a probably a good segue into my next question tell me about what your Ultimate ideals are so. What does your business stand for in terms of the values that you hold? Totally. Because obviously, if they sound like they're quite important to you, and you make a lot yeah. of decisions based on your values, so tell me what those are.
1: Yeah, basically, in um, uh, we just get really upset when we see um, businesses that just don't have that complete funnel involved, just in the sense that they're not. Um, Building the business that they could be. So we're all about um, about creating that funnel from that top end, where you're filling that funnel with leads, all the way through to just creating this exceptional experience automatically. I just I hate seeing businesses that, are just just have this ceiling on them and are capped because they just can't physically fulfil any more work, or they can't physically you know get to their marketing, and they just kind of have that limitation on their team because they haven't got the marketing systems and all that funnel in place, and they're just doing everything manually. So that excites us sometimes we sit down with a business and we just look at the potential and that just like motivates the heck out of us we walked in um to a business the other day we've been working with them for about nine months and and they were they were not struggling but they weren't doing so well and they'd been absolutely rorted by their last marketing company um for the last 12 months in this contract they couldn't get out of so they didn't have much trust and you know we were wondering how that would go And we walked in after about four months um and just to see that office just just buzzing and everyone was smiling we walked in they're just like great like just so excited to see this and they um sat down and showed us the books and they'd doubled their revenue in four months from what they were doing the following month which was just nuts for them it was we were talking millions so they doubled their revenue because of the lead gen that was coming in and because we put the systems behind it they'd also doubled their profit margin because they could turn over so much more without increasing those costs in hiring more staff. And, you know, we just shrunk down that workload. So they, um, yeah, they went from a, they were turning over millions, so they were a high level business, but they were went from a 7% to a 16% profit margin and they doubled their, monthly turnover. So that was just, you know, they increased in their business by 400%. I hope you asked for a testimonial. Yeah. So that that just – we walked out of that just going, oh, I'm so excited. We completely transformed that business, transformed the business owner's life. life. That makes me excited.
0: Yes. So yeah. in terms of entrepreneurship, how do you define success? And what does that mean for you? Oh,
1: man. I used to think it meant money, but it mm. so doesn't. For me, it means, it means doing what you love in a way that it doesn't totally become your life. Like – yeah for me that's the biggest um and the hardest thing in small business that this is what I do but it's not who I am and and this has its rightful place in my life that doesn't because I've absolutely had years of that where it just consumes everything and it's an awful place to be but and it's often happens in the first few years but um now getting to that place of you know what is success for me that means yeah living the life that you plan to live um and doing what you love every day um and so for us being able to, you know, go away, last year we, when we did our four-week break, we actually didn't take a laptop and we've got, we had two online businesses at that time, we've got four now, and we were just, you know, that was unheard of to go four weeks without a laptop. And that for you me feel? was like, you that's kind of, success. Did
0: you feel a bit naked or did you totally, feel panicked? Totally, totally. You couldn't access
1: Even till 4am the morning before we left, we were like, should we, should we, just, just not one, wanting to let go one. of them? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and that was, you know, the best thing to realise that people don't die. And we'd we'd done a lot of work to automate everything before we left, of course. We'd notified all our clients six weeks before. We'd planned all our campaigns and everything was ready, but... Just to let what go. What could go wrong? Yeah. Well, yeah. no one died. The well, business no one still kicked. So Everything find was great.
0: It when, it came back, when you came back. Amazing. Still, yeah. still there, obviously. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And everyone in the world understands that you need to take time out. You and you need to take breaks. It's very important. And just being this yes person, which I'm awful at.
0: Yes. All about self-care. Self People's exactly. self-care. Don't exactly. forget about yourself.
1: Exactly. And your family and your other interests. But yeah, doing what you love helps with that, for sure. So in,
0: well, how far are you willing to go to succeed then?
1: Um I'm never willing to sacrifice, you know, what I believe or the people that I love. Anything else, I'll pretty much do it. I'd say. <laughs> <laughs> Don't quote me on that, but I <laughs> yeah, have it on tape. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, no. I think they yeah, that's yeah. I I have worked some I've done some flipping hardcore things to build my businesses, and I'm, yeah, pretty willing to keep doing that.
0: <laughs> yeah. Good to know. <laughs>
1: yeah. She will not compromise. No. <laughs> no.
0: Um, so, Grace, what popular entrepreneurial advice do you disagree with?
1: Um, well, this is really interesting. you really put my spot. I disagree with the advice that you, that you need to mm, – this is going to come out weird, but that you need to know more – trying to backtrack this and explain this um i i think there are two kinds of places that you need to embed yourself in when you're particularly a female small business owner i think you need to get involved in personal relationships with other female entrepreneurs that understand what you're going through because if you don't do that you're not going to survive um and understand the whole big word failure and that that happens every single week in a small business but it's not failure it's just you know learning or something like that Um, that my mother might say but learning yeah having those women that can and that that inspiring that connection that um that shoulder or that sounding board that's critical and I think surrounding yourself with that side is really important on the flip side I think surrounding yourself with action and and those times when you're doing I just see I've, I've worked with so many I was just speaking with one last week. And we were just sitting on a couch and it had been six to eight months and things were just plodding and she was amazing and very intelligent and knew exactly what she needed to do next and she just wouldn't do it. And there was a bit of maybe fear of what might happen if I do do it and what if I fail and all that kind of thing, but just do it. That's just like Nike's kind of coined that, but that whole concept of just doing, getting, and that's the the only thing that's made the difference in my business is that that speed of doing is just... Exceeds, you know, other people in my space. So, and that's what we do with our competitors. It's just like, right? How quickly can we pull this together? It's never going to be perfect first time round. So that whole concept of continuing to talk about it and learn about it and strategize about it. There's a time and place for that, but I think we do that too much in small business. And I think there's and I've just so many times I've gone into meetings with clients where we'll sit around the room and just talk about these great ideas. And next month, we go in and talk about them some more. And you know, that whole concept of doing has to be prioritized.
0: I'm with you, Grace. Yeah. I'm with too you, much talk, too many people. meetings. Oh, I hate Stop meetings. Stop meetings. Yes. Go and do it and then let's talk. Send me a Snapchat, people. 12 <laughs> seconds. You've got to make it succinct. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, and finally, if you had to leave your business for a year and no laptop, and mm. the only communication you could have with your employees was a single sentence before you oh, left, man. what would you write?
1: Um, trust your instincts, probably. All the people I work with are very clever people. Trust your instinct, yeah, yeah.
0: Excellent. Yeah. Thank you so much, Grace. I've absolutely loved having you here today. I've learned so Pleasure. much, and it's been, fun. it's been a delight, and thank you so much for coming from Adelaide, also known as Adelaide. Well, that's right. That's right. Australia to come and speak to us today. So very delighted to have you here, and um, you can actually catch Grace. Uh, www.graceliever.com reach out to grace she's an inbound and outbound by the sounds digital marketing specialist it's all just in everything exactly whatever bound she's a girl and um, (laughs) (laughs) she can help you out so thanks so much grace for being here pleasure thanks for having me